It's TV host, author, motivational speaker, health coach, and mom, Ellen Bryan. I need to get my resume up. She grew up in Ohio, um, as did I. She was Miss Ohio. She's now the host of Great Day Washington in the D.C. area. I know she met her husband there. I want to talk about that because they work together. She grew up in pageants and is now on TV. So I want to talk to her about body image, any kind of disordered eating that she dealt with growing up what life is like as a new mom who just recently had to go back to work. I know she's struggling to find the balance. Here's my episode with Ellen Bryant. How's it going? It's going. I I moved to Georgia, but we moved here, as you know, from Washington, D.C., where you interviewed me the last time. Now the tables have turned and I happen to be home at my parents' house in Ohio. (gasps) And that's when we like figured out that we're both Ohio girls. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is it Salina? Salina? How do Sal- I not know? Salina. Yeah. Mercer County. Where is that? Why do I not know right. what that is? Oh, because it's a small town, <laughs> two hours from any big city. <laughs> um, okay. We're right on the Indiana border. So we, so we're like Purdue fans and oh. I can't tell you that. No. I know you're a huge Ohio State. <laughs> My husband's a huge Ohio State fan. Um, we were right between Indianapolis, Columbus, Dayton, Cincinnati, Toledo. Like we're not near any of them and equidistant from all of them. So you can just bandwagon it. Whoever's like in the tournament, you're rolling with that. That's what I went to Dayton and I'm, oh, yeah. as you know, I'm like a huge Ohio state fan, but um, in basketball, I just switch. I'm like, well, I'm True. Dayton now. True. I'm like, I went to Dayton, but then I'm an Ohio state fan for football yeah. and complete bandwagon. Whatever one makes it makes more sense at the time. <laughs> that's who yeah. I support. Yeah. Admittedly. <laughs> I think that's why my husband's such a strong Ohio state supporter. But wait, you met him in D.C. How is he an Ohio yeah. State fan? Uh, he just, because I'm from Ohio, he can now be an Ohio State fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does He's sports legit. broadcasting is like really big into sports. And he went to Columbia, so he can't cheer for Columbia. So oh. he needed a team. I want to get into how you met him because I feel like it was a similar work situation like I met my husband. But I actually yeah. wanted to start just growing up. I know you were Miss Ohio. Um, did you start in pageants like as a kid or when did you get into like the pageant circuit? Not till I was a soft sophomore in college. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a pure career move for me. I went into my freshman advisor, um, and said, you know, I'm taking these classes, but I was also part of ball state university singers, which is for the cool kids. We were the show choir on campus. Amazing. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you sing. He had just seen where Miss Florida was hired into a high TV market, like right out of college or right off her time as Miss Florida. And he was like, you know, since you sing, maybe you should try a pageant. And I had never even considered a pageant. It was not, as my dad would have said, the Brian thing to do. (laughs) And I knew of one back in Salina. It was called Miss Lake Festival. Um, And I was going home to intern at a radio station. And so I said, you know, I can let me just see if I'm any good at this. (laughs) And so I did it. Um, that summer of between my freshman and sophomore years, I won and then I went, it went on to Miss Ohio. So now I was competing in Miss Ohio with no experience, but made it into the top five and probably walked away with $5,000 of scholarship that first year. And so like went back to school and like paid my room and board check and this is not too bad. Um, and that's how I, I, I got started. And then I became Miss Ohio my third try. So I kept going back, um, Wow. When I saw Miss Ohio and obviously you're on TV now, obviously I struggled a lot with my disordered eating and body image. You were in two genres where your body is critiqued. Um, You know, did you ever like struggle with body image? More than a million percent. And that's why I wanted to talk to you because when I heard your story, I was like, I get that more than anything. I, I didn't go into the pageants confident in the swimsuit portion of competition from Miss America. They've since removed it. And I really wish I could have competed when it was more 
about the interview and your platform. Um, that's yeah. the only reason I won. <laughs> Stop. I'm gonna interview. <laughs> no, I had a lot of fear surrounding the swimsuit part, and the longer I competed, the worse I looked because it became like this downward cycle for me. Um, it the year that I ended up winning, I gained the most weight I've ever gained because it became like a crash diet thing. Like right before you'd go on stage, and I would try like extreme things, like hey, put these like drops on your tongue because it's supposed to suppress your appetite so mm -hmm. that you won't eat. Mm -hmm. And I would do that for like the couple months leading up to Miss Ohio and then get skinny. And then right after be like, it's a free for all, and <laughs> eat whatever. Yes. Yeah. And I would binge without throwing up. And yeah. so I just gained a ton of weight. Um, not that throwing up would have been any better, right? It was no. just a vicious cycle. So yeah. I, even at Miss America, the first thing they did on television was the swimsuit portion. And I went out there thinking, I don't want to be on national television in a swimsuit. Like I, I knew that. And that really hangs with you. Like I have since mm -hmm. gotten all the swimsuit photos and video taken down of me as Miss Ohio. Like years later, I was like, can someone remove this from the internet? I have these people who like send you messages about it. Yeah. And, um, I, I, it was, it was a big factor in, and. In addition, my roommate at Miss America was Ashley Darby. She's uh, on Real Housewives of Potomac. She was Miss DC. Oh my gosh. Ashley, yeah, I know Ashley Darby. Oh my gosh. And she has the most amazing body. And she said to me hey, while we were rooming together, she was like, you hate this part. Like you have a ton of fear around the swimsuit. And I was like, I do. I just don't like it. And it lingered with me for about a decade after. Um, but like as a teen, like, did, was that your first like time really feeling like self-conscious about your body? Like, did you not want to wear your bathing suit to the beach in your teens? I didn't think about it that much. My mom did Weight Watchers when I was in high school and I learned all the points along with her. And I really helped her out of like, yeah. Hey, this apple is free. And this, you know, like, yep. and I could tell you the calories and I did it along with her kind of, mm -hmm. and lost a little bit of weight and was like, Oh, this is great. And I think that's where it started for me, but I was never self-conscious in a swimsuit to that degree until you're up on stage being judged for it. I mean, literally why, judged. Why, like, literally judged. Like, why enter yourself into this? Why? <laughs> it helped well, my career. I don't regret it. No the body image part was tough. I so did not think you were going to say that. I thought you're going to oh, be like, really? no, I, like luckily I didn't struggle. I don't know. I just felt like you just seem so no. confident and self-assured. So I God, I love when women are just honest. Like that's all I want the show to be. Um, well, it worked because you, you got your, you won and then you got your platform. You started like a smaller market and it seemed like quickly you made it to like a major market. How did that come about? I went to Lexington, Kentucky uh, as a weekend anchor for about a year and a half. And then I hired an agent at that point and he put my reel into this like big giant pot where news directors go and watch different reels. And of course, Texas would appreciate the Miss Ohio background and the news director there at a, a Dallas TV station, the NBC station was like, hey, let's interview her. And so I went to Dallas, Texas as a morning reporter um, fairly quickly within about a year and a half. And I was I feel like it was purely the Miss Ohio part on my resume. She even said it in my interview, like, we know you're polished and poised. Exactly. But I think the good and bad thing is that you have that with you. Like now I've been on stage as this yeah. like, perfect person. Right. And now you're on TV still being judged. It was the same world, basically. Exactly. And, right. You never got out of it. No. Right. How did you end up in DC? It was the first time I actually chose where I wanted to be. Uh, my sister lived here and I knew she was about to start a family. And DC is a great market because you can do national news here or yeah. there's just a lot of options. So I, I chose to come here. Um, and I came as a traffic anchor in the morning on the morning show. And it was a nice move because I realized, you know, I'm more into the lifestyle brand than I am into this, like stand in front of breaking Try. news and be like really serious. My mom would always tell me, you look better on TV when you smile. <laughs> well, it's the like, traffic mom. It's not that exciting. <laughs> I'm giving it the crashes. See, that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Right. Not going to so. smile, but you found your niche and where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Now you can show your personality. Yes. So, and then they're at the same station and 
I really yeah. love it here. An opening came up for our lifestyle show. So now I'm one of two co-hosts um, on the show and it's, it's just perfect. It's really perfect. It's perfect career wise. And I assume since your husband is a host there, that's where you met. Yes. We have different stories about it. Uh-huh. Same. <laughs> I totally relate to that. I was listening to your last podcast, Aaron, and I was like, this is, I agree. Like similar. It's fairly similar. Or is it um, not allowed frowned upon or like I had to sign something. Was it like, we had to like keep that. it a secret for a while. Mm -hmm. And then my husband found it so much fun that <laughs> no one knew that yeah. he was like, let's keep it going. And I'm like, we're on air together. So they brought him in. He's a, he was a comedian uh, working mm -hmm. for ESPN. They wanted to have him come host our morning show. So they kind of like blew up this traditional news format to uh, fun, you know, mm -hmm. quick paced. He was on for an hour. We were on air for about two and a half, but he came in for the last hour. And so they, they brought him in. Um, and that's how we met when he came to audition and pr very quickly, like he was here a week when we started dating. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And how long was it hidden for? Like a year and a half. Like when, when he announced it, he finally like announced it. And announced we, it like we on like, air? <laughs> nah, uh, to our coworkers. That's like how hidden it was. Though a lot of people figured it out because we'd take vacations at the same time. <laughs> but just nobody said anything to us. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I think we know. Like the last few months. Uh, when he finally announced it, we were basically engaged. Like we knew we were getting married. We just hadn't done all that formality part oh because it was still a giant secret. I hated it. I know. I absolutely hated it. Did and what is it like? Would, did the producers be like, okay, like, what, did anybody, was it a problem for anyone? Um, you weren't supposed to date or were they just like, I think by the time, actually, by the time people really found out and we didn't even tell people on air for probably a, a couple, actually the pandemic started and we had moved into oh. our house already and we were broadcasting in front of the same background <laughs> and we started getting verified emails. Like, can you verify why Reese and Ellen are in front of the same background? <laughs> You're like, we have the same style. Maybe no, no. They're like, did we did our houses see? similar. <laughs> and they're like, just enough. <laughs> uh, it was, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> I can't believe we, yeah, we definitely, I figured, cause I, obviously I met my husband at work and had yeah. to sign something and, and saw cheerleaders escorted from the building that were caught fraternizing. Wow. And so I wouldn't even, I wouldn't look at them. Like I was so worried about it because at that point, I did want to be on air, but then I would criticize myself so much when I yeah. saw the playback. So it was kind of like, I was kind of seeing a career in it, but I showed up at the Redskins as a assistant to someone else that was coming in. And it wasn't like I had the resume. I didn't realize DC was such a huge market because I didn't go to school for broadcasting. So it's like, I'm trying to be on air in DC where everybody else has already come. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not going to screw this up. Like who would talk to one of these players? But like, I, I mean, it was immediate. And then I would like try to figure out, like, I would ask I'm like, does he have any kids? Like, is he, is he married? They're like, no, like he's single. And oh my God, he's such a good guy. Like we have to find him someone. I'm like, mm. um, <laughs> so I, we were dating for like a year and I remember he scored a touchdown. He got an interception and he ran a touchdown, uh, back and I'm in the press box, like for redskins.com TV. And I couldn't react and I couldn't, and I was like, I can't do this. And it like, yeah. at that point, it wasn't like I was walking away from this career. Like it wasn't really, I was on like the team's website. And it's funny that I do something like this now, because I was just like, I would never have walked away had I had a position like you, like, mm -hmm. and you I was a host of something. So it's not like I gave up a career for my husband, but like, it was the right move. We've been together 16 years. I found kind of something on my own, but I always say like, if you're, thinking that somebody is dating at work because they're talking all the time or something like that. They're not the people that won't look at each other. They're dating. <laughs> That's true because you don't want to be caught. So it's like, no, we see them all the time. No, they're fine because they'd be hiding it. So, and I found that yeah. to be true in a couple of jobs. It's like, no, no, no one has really suspected me. I was never called in. And again, I'm seeing people like escorted from the building and I, I made it out and he retired in 2009 and we have two kids now. Um, wow. fabulous transition, um, into <laughs> your newest addition. I will say it on air. I will say it publicly. Amara is the most beautiful baby I've ever seen in my life. How is mommy life? Um, I could tie it right back into the body image struggles because going Ooh. and being pregnant on air was really actually very tough for me just from, a 
it felt kind of like it was out of control again. Like, okay, I have no control over this. And just knowing how I had felt like, you know, a decade ago, it was really hard. Um, I started having some like panic attacks on air because it was hard to breathe with her on me. And the news stories weren't a lot of fun in uh, 2021, especially the early part and the pandemic. We had just hit like a half million people died from the coronavirus. And I was just like, oh, and I felt like out of control. Now, six months postpartum, um, definitely better. She's like, as every mom says, I'm like, I feel just like every parent has ever said, like the best and the hardest thing that you'll ever go through. (laughs) Exactly. Did you feel pressure to get like, to like snap back because you had to be back on air? Like was, how was that? I haven't snapped back, Erin. Whatever. (laughs) These last like 10, 15 pounds, right? Like it immediately comes off from nursing. See, I have found I have to keep up calories because of and Milk like, production. I don't really, I haven't done any kind of dieting. <laughs> like someone brought us a chocolate cake the first week and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not back in jeans. I'm not anywhere, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's somewhere between I'm fine with it. I have no time right, to like yeah, actually think about it. But being on air can be tricky sometimes because it's like, is there a pressure that you feel? It's like, come on, like you have to be back on TV. I mean, to honestly, you look yeah. like I, I was going to ask you about your snapback and what you did because oh. you look amazing. Um, I'm wearing very strategic dresses <laughs> that are very flowy. I, like <laughs> I hold my hands right in front of my stomach. like at all times. You just had a baby. <laughs> Stop. It is not like you had a hidden pregnancy. Everybody knows you just had a yeah. baby. Yeah, um, it's true. Well, I think I wanted people to say like, oh, you look fantastic. I do. don't feel fantastic. Oh, I get so now that. Now I'm too. like, all right, I want to get back to, and the weather is helping me. Like we're out for walks now. And I think that will just, that will help. That will totally help. Just get out, put her in the stroller. I know that the um, mom guilt has recently mm-hmm. set in because when did you go back to work? The first week of January, which was a disaster. We had a snowstorm here in DC Ooh. and the variant for coronavirus was Jeez. everywhere. And uh, I was trying to be like the same employee coming back and I can put in the same amount of hours and daycare was closing left and right and delayed. We didn't have a full day of a daycare until the second week. <laughs> I was oh like, what did you do? Cause your husband's on air too. Yeah. He, he, isn't on air till noon. So he would take morning shifts and my mother-in-law is close too. So she came and like the first, we were still trying to sleep train with Amara too. So I don't recommend having a grandparent <laughs> in the house for sleep training because their hearts just can't She's take gonna it. She's going to go get them. <laughs> and so I'm like battling with my mother-in-law, like let her sleep. Just, we gotta, you know, like we gotta let her cry it out. Like, that oh, was so it hard was for me. Night. I couldn't do it. I'm with your mother-in-law. I couldn't do it. And my husband's like, it's a couple nights and then we will never have to deal with it again. I was like, I can't. Like, especially with my first, um, it's so funny how different it is with your second too. It's like, he's fine. How was the drop off, um, at daycare that first day? So Reese had to do it. My husband had to do it. Cause well I was done. on air and, I know. and he, he thought he would be fine. And, just, and he sent me like a crying emoji later. And he was like, that was terrible. She's just looking at you. <gasps> oh, what? that's sweet. For me, what's helped, and I kind of got to know her through maternity leave. If we didn't leave the house, she was really upset with me. So she's a really social baby, which is funny because both of us are like homebodies. After we have public jobs and then we go home. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Are you just like off at home? I assume. Like, don't nobody talk to me. I talked all day long. Uh, we both <laughs> chat to each other. We don't really have people over. Like we're yeah. really like, I get it. You're off watch documentaries. Yeah. Yeah. But she's, she's but on. She <laughs> likes to see people. So she's <laughs> never once cried at a daycare drop-off. I really, I pushed, we thought about getting a nanny and I was like, I think she will do better in daycare. Yeah. She loves daycare like, loves it. and is much better. Even when I pick her up, like she's happy. And so that has helped. Cause if she was crying and miserable all day, I think the mom guilt would feel a lot worse. Instead, I feel like she's being fulfilled by seeing friends and having a different atmosphere. And I feel fulfilled because I have come to work and yeah. Oh, was productive in some way. Yeah. Exactly. And then you come back to her and you miss her. I did COVID with a two and a four year old. Um, wow. I do not recommend that either yeah. for a year. The schools are closed. Like my four-year-old is virtual learning. My two-year-old obviously needs, he's not potty trained. 
And I, I was just, I was losing my mind. We were together 24 seven, everything was closed. And just having that time, like they're finally back in school. Like I, I miss them. I want them. Like you don't have that when you're with them all the time. And I would feel guilty about it, but I'm like, I can't, if I, even if I would go for a run or something, I'd feel bad. Like asking my, I don't know why I have this noise about like asking my husband to take him so I could go for a run or go to the grocery store by myself is such a treat for me. <laughs> like yeah. He's not down. I never know where he is. Like my, my son is a dinosaur and he is running through the aisles. But when I come back, even from the grocery store, I, I come back better. Like I'm yeah. relaxed and just a little bit of time, go for a run or something. You come back to your child. I feel like it's a better mom for taking that time for you. It's not selfish. It's making you better because you're not short tempered. You miss them. You're like more loving. It's best for everyone. Like you said. Yeah. I, I wonder, like I think about the future. I'm like, okay, I've got to always do something for me. <laughs> it kind of helped me remind myself of like, oh, you are more than just a milk making machine who also changes diapers. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Melissa Bernstein, I just had on, she's Melissa and Doug toys. And she had six yes. kids when she built Melissa and Doug. And I was like, how did you like, did yeah. you feel like guilt? She's like, I told them every time they come in and be like, mommy, I'd say, this is important to me. This is very important. I was like, oh, I'm like saying the opposite. She's like, no, you tell them my job. And what I do is important. You are important too, but this is very important. And she's like, don't you want someday your kids to have something that they're passionate about and have um, a career. And I was like, I didn't think about it like that. I'm always like, as soon as they want me, I'm like, hold on. I don't want them to think for a second that this is more important. So I was doing it the opposite. She's like, no, you tell them how important it is. And she's like, my girls now, when they grow up, they're like, they talk about their, they're going to have a nanny and what their career is going to be. And she's like, I am proud of that. And looking yeah. at it that way, I'm always like, no. And so now I say it now, I was like, mommy's working. And she's like, show yeah. them what a working mom looks like. And that then they'll, you know, expect that. Yeah. Mom works. And she's like, she's like, it's much harder on you. They're not even that stressed about it. She's like, it's, yeah. and I feel that. Cause I'll be like, I'm working. They're like, okay. And it's me. That's like, Oh, they're going to be so sad. Like that took me yeah. a while. I'm still kind of in it. I'm not going to pretend like I'm totally yeah. confident about it now, but she's like, what you're doing matters. And you know, like that you're showing them that mommy works and she said she would set like a time where she would turn it off. Have not figured that out yet. She's like at three o'clock when my kids came home, that was it. People knew not to email me building a brand. I can't, I'm always like looking at like comments, like do I have to respond to something? So she's yeah. like, you just do everything you can while they're at daycare or at school. And then your mom. And she's like, and she also, this might help you. She's like, you need a transition time. Um, she's like, you can't just go from, I literally go from right here. I'm doing my podcast. I walk out a door and I'm mom and she goes, go mm -hmm. for a walk. Or she'd talk about yeah. like, she lives in Connecticut and like people would take the train into New York. And that time where it's like, I'm not working anymore. I'm not a mom yet. Just like a little bit of time before it's like, bam. She's like, that is everything too. Like you should listen to that one. She gave me so much mo working <laughs> mom advice. And she's built like this mega brand with six kids. We have so, those toys in our house right now. <laughs> I know. I was like, you're an icon. <laughs> she's like, Everything is Melissa Duck. She, she made it when she didn't even have kids yet. Her and her fiance thought of the idea. Um, wow. Anyway. <laughs> More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. If you're like me, you know the importance of eating healthy, but you also like to have a cocktail or two. I'm always looking for a way to balance out my cocktails with something more nutritious. I just found Organifi, superfood blends that make it easy to add more variety and nutrition to your day. They're delicious organic powders you can add to water or a plant-based milk. I use almond milk. I love their gold powder. I mix it with hot water and have a cup before I go to bed. Eating healthy and getting your nutrition shouldn't be time-consuming, expensive, or a pain in the ass. Organic vegetables are expensive and not always easy to find, especially if you're traveling. Organifi makes nutrients more convenient and cost-effective. Organifi's green juice helps to release stress, promote relaxation, yes please, support a healthy immune system, quality of sleep, all the things. Get the vitamins and minerals you need on a daily basis for a whole lot cheaper than buying organic veggies. Go to Organifi.com slash squats and margaritas for 20% off. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash squats and margaritas for 20% off. Now back to squats and margaritas. What surprised you most? Like, you knew you were going to be a mom for nine months and that, then you're like in it and it's COVID and you're in it. What like surprised you about being a mom that you didn't really see coming? 
I think, and I was hearing your podcast and I'm like, oh, okay. I, I don't know. I don't exactly know where I am with this right now. I was hearing you kind of talk it out on some of your podcasts too. And I was like, I don't know what I'm about to tell Aaron because yeah, let's my husband and I are still trying to figure it out. And I'm mostly surprised by how much still falls on the woman. And I just, I don't know if I grew up just assuming like it's gonna be different for me and I'm a career woman. Like there was a period of time when I didn't even think I'd have children. And then I was like, no, 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 I want a family, I want a family, but I'm still gonna have my career. But it feels like a woman is expected to still be at work, being as productive, and the same person she was before she had children, but still do all the work you did while you were on maternity leave. Yes. And I'm like, I can't do all of this, but I, I don't have the answers. I have no advice for your listeners. No, you saying I'm like, it I'm just is a lot. You saying <laughs> it like so. someone that is a TV host, says, you're an author, you do all these things like you saying this and making somebody else be like, right? Like this listening to this, that you feel like this too, I feel like is enough. Nobody has the answer yet. I don't have the answer, but- I don't yeah. either. The expectation. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to still get dinner on the table, like all the woman roles yes. and this, but yes. for me, it's like, I think I, because I opted into this, like they offered me a show and I was like, I accept. And then I was like, okay. I can't let anything drop because you know, I'm going to take this on and I'm not going to get any help. And so I, me just trying to stick to that. I was drowning I, slash am drowning, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, this is, I like this. I, like you said, you need yeah. something for you. You need, yeah. if I didn't have this like creative outlet to just put out into the world or talk to somebody else, like I needed it. And I feel like you're not allowed to say that either. Cause you should be fulfilled as a mom. And I truly thought I would be like the opposite. Like you thought you weren't going to have kids. I was like, I'm just going to be a mom and I'm going to stay at home. And then I was like, well, I, I was unfulfilled. <laughs> And I did a reel the other day, you know, that that's not my name and people do all the things I did one of like all the things I do. And somebody was like, well, of all those things, a mom should be your number one. You're a mom first. And my, me being a mom is everything that I ever thought. And it completely fulfills me. And I'm like, lady, (laughs) sorry. Feel that way. I, and then I was like, I struck something in her. Like maybe she isn't feeling that way. And now she like has to, because you do need something for you. And Melissa said that too. She's like, they're going to leave. And then you're going to just be like, you have to have something that she's like, that makes your soul like catch fire. And if you don't have that thing and you put it all into your kids, one day you're just going to, they're going to be gone. They're going to have their own families and their own passions. And you're just like, well, you have to. And if you shouldn't feel guilty about it, I'm speaking to me too. I'm like coaching myself up because I do. And giving each other advice. Yeah. And I, but so many women message me about, they're like, thank you for saying it out loud because I feel like as a mom, you sound like a bad mom and it's societal pressure that moms do these things. And when they're so young, which you have a really little one, like, I feel like I was like, should I just be doing it when I get my son? He's finally potty trained. Thank the Lord. But while he wasn't like, he needs me. And then I was like, should I do this later? But this is what I, I, am fulfilled with this. So this is not going to drop. And I'm actually trying to get an intern right now. She also, she was like, you need to, you need help. You can't do all this. And I felt like I have, I have to, I have to show that's the other thing too, like validation as a mom. I like to go to bed with like my, (laughs) I have it right here. All of my things crossed, like, look at all. It's the best thing in the world for me to like cross things off. And I go to bed, like I did all of this. And if I delegate it, then it was like, well, someone helped you with that. I hear how ridiculous oh, that sounds, but yeah. like I validate myself by all the things that I did. So me taking this on and still doing everything else I did at the end of the day, like I'm tired as hell, but I feel like, look at everything I did today. Like before this, yeah. all the things, like I went to the grocery store, I got a load of laundry and it's like, I did my show, but things are also happening around. And I have anxiety and I'm like high energy all the time because of all the things, but I do go to bed feeling validated by Mm -hmm. all my things checked off on my list. (laughs) I just wish it wasn't so mom focused. I'm like, Hey, well, are you nursing you until that's That's annoying. Uh, We are biologically set up to be that primary person. And it was like for nine months I carried her and then she came out, I'm still breastfeeding. Right. And I, that part's not terrible, but it's kind of like it, 
in maternity leave, like my husband didn't get paternity leave. So from the beginning, it was like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. all on you. But even before when I was pregnant, uh, my mother-in-law gave me this book, which was amazing, very kind, but it was for moms, like while you're pregnant, kind of like, um, like the planning journal. And I forget what the front said, something about like, moms, something, something. And I was like, why doesn't this say parents, something, yeah. something like, why is it just on me? And, and I hit I'm your right. mother-in-law like that generation. Yes. I, and my husband grew up in the South and it was like, the roles are very set of what yes. the mom does. And the dad's like little, like the stuff at school he goes to now, but it's like, he's retired. He, it's not that he doesn't want to go like he, him and my son are best yeah. friends, but I'm like, he has like a Christmas pageant. He's like, dads don't go to that. If I went up to my dad and was like, dad, I have a Christmas pageant. He'd be like, boy, go sit down somewhere. <laughs> no, like that doesn't mean he is so, it was instilled in him that dad don't go to school because his dad didn't. And dad's didn't. he's like birthday parties. Like every time we go to a birthday party here now, it's the, the husband and the wife are there with the kids. He's like, my dad would just drop me off at birthday parties. He's like, dads are at kids' birthday parties. He can't like. He just, yeah. that's not what he saw. The gender roles were set and moms did this. Moms cooked, moms did the dishes, moms did the grocery shopping. Um, daddy would come home and like put on what he wanted to watch on TV. And it didn't matter what the kids were watching. And I'm like that just because that's what they did doesn't mean that that's the way it needs to be or the way that you need to do it. But it's like, that's, he truly thought he's like, I, I, dads don't go to those things. I'm like you can, just because maybe your dad was working. You're not working. Yeah. So you can go. And he's like, yeah, I guess that's true. But for him to like take on a father role with what he saw a father did, it was very hard for him to yeah. shift, um, and what a mom does and what a dad does. Yeah. Yeah. So we face the, the not paternity, not having paternity leave and Capitol Hill was fighting this while I was on maternity leave. And I just wanted to go up there with my little six week old <laughs> and be like, give me help. Send the father home. You <laughs> could have. Oh my gosh. That would have went viral. <laughs> Ellen Bryan <laughs> brings her baby to Congress. Yes. That would have been powerful. <laughs> uh, it's so true. Did it happen? Did that get passed? No, I, they cut it short. They, they cut, um, what they give women. I don't even remember this. Ter- I think they said six weeks for women, which I took like four months and I thought that was good. I had saved up some PTO, but Shouldn't yeah, him not having the time. <sighs> but it's kind of like if he, if he had paternity leave and you went back, like what could he, I mean, I guess you could pump, which is even right. harder. Me to plan. I know I'm preaching to the choir here. Like we were going out and we got a babysitter, the planning yeah. that it took, how many times would she need to eat? pumping and saving it. And then when you're out and your milk comes in and it's like, how long will we be there? Do I need to bring a manual pump? Yeah. The mental gymnastics that comes with being a mom, Yeah, (laughs) you know, to get a night out, like you get a night out, but like, do you, because you're in your head and the the planning almost isn't even worth it. It's like, I'm just going to stay home. We went out Saturday night for the first time. We've gone out twice. That was our second time since she's been born in six months, like actual date (laughs) dinner show. And I emceed. So I guess I was working, but on the way home, I was like, I'm pumping on the way home. So when we get home, I don't have to think of it. I feel like strapping the whole half hour ride. I was taking milk out. It's worth it. I know it's just like the strategy to leave the house. Like how many diapers is an extra outfit? It's going to be cold. Like how many times does she have to eat? It's just a, it's a lot. And it's It's all on the mom. Yeah. Um, When does it get better? Like at what age? Uh, well, my daughter's six forever. (laughs) My daughter is six and she's very into, you know, what's so funny that you just asked that I just recently started, not that I don't think six is the answer, but really like noticing how independent she is. Like she's in kindergarten. She'll come home from school and she's like, I pick her up at the bus stop. How's your day? Great. Um, she'll just like, not really say that much to me. She'll go inside, take off her shoes, hang up her book bag, make a snack. And then it's like, we're all like in the family room TV. And she's like, I'm just going to watch Henry dangerous or new thing on Nickelodeon. She goes downstairs in the basement, knows how to work the TV. It's just having a snack and watching Henry danger. And I like looked at my husband. I was like, she's so like independent. I mean, she doesn't need me for anything. So my son, uh, I lay it out. Well, that's another thing. I, she gets dressed. (laughs) Uh, I love it. I do. I want her to always be this way, but like, there's going to be some sort of tutu, nothing is going to match, but on per, like, she loves to dress herself. And sometimes I'm like, whatever, let's do it. And we'll wear it to the grocery store. But like, at some point someone's going to be like, 
we don't wear tutus to the grocery store or like mean Aww. girls in middle school to be like, what are you yeah. wearing? And she thinks it looks great. And I want her to wear what she thinks looks great and be confident. Yeah. But then as a mom, I also want to protect her if someone's going to like come for her outfit. <laughs> yes. She gets stressed, but I, I supervise her. My son is just starting to get dressed. He's uh, three and a half. And if after bath, like I lay, he still wears a pull up to sleep and jammies out like three items. I need to be like, okay, go downstairs. I'm like, okay. I'm like, how you doing, bud? I'm all, no, don't come up. I'm like, okay. I mean, 45 minutes, but he wow. will not let me help him, but he will. It's going to be backwards, but it's going to be on. And the pull-up will be on him kind of rolled up, but it's on <laughs> pants sometimes like inside out, but he will not let me help him and he'll do it. But for me, I'm hypervigilant and I'm always like, come on, come on, come on. And I, yeah so badly just want to be like, if mommy can do it, we can just, we'll be right downstairs. And I'm like, no, stand back, like let him do his thing. But it's yes, he's independent, but it's going to, you're going to be waiting a little bit. (laughs) Same with like buckling them in the car seat. They like to do it. Yeah. And when we're late, I'm like, Jace, I just can't. No, I got it. Like I'm just watching my life just go like, Oh, 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 I'm like almost, but if you could just click, no, don't touch it. Okay. This so, is how when people say the challenges like don't go away, they just change. Yes. <laughs> so I'll just they be standing do. there watching her try and, to do. Yes. And we've got some sass happening with my six-year-old oh, um, yeah. that happened probably about five. She just started there. The sass is strong with her uh, blame. She's oh. like, I'll be nowhere near her and she'll drop a plate or something. She's like, look what you made me do. And I'm like, uh, Sorry. I'm not even in like, ma'am. And now I'm just like, I'll just like put my, she'll just go to her room. Cause she knows like, I don't even have to say it. Um, but she just varies. And then like a couple hours later, she'd be like, mommy, I'm, you remember when I said this, or I'm sorry for when I was mean to you. So I know oh, she still like good. thinks about it. Yeah. yeah. But she, she's very like short tempered and I'm always the target. It's always, look what you made me yeah. do. Look what you did. Or I, like she tells me I ruined her day and I'm like, well, 7am. So hopefully things get better. I ruined her day. I made the wrong oatmeal or something like there's a lot of drama happening uh-huh. right now that I hope, I mean, I can't imagine like 14 is probably going to be yeah. fun. It's only gonna be <laughs> but like you said, the challenges are different. She's independent, yeah. but yeah. there's some sass. So, yeah. um, oh, we can talk about, um, do you, have you guys talked about racial identity? Like how you're going to talk to her about that? I was listening to you talk to other moms of biracial children, and I'm like, Aaron's going to ask me about this. Um, I think that was some of my anxiety when I was pregnant because we were having the Derek Chauvin trial on air, and I would have to write, talk about that, George Floyd, plus the pandemic. And it just made me think, like, do I know enough to raise I feel a black that. girl in this world? Like, I don't like, this is not my lived experience. Now my husband can share his experiences with her, but I think I did a lot of segments on air about it. I was like, as I'm learning, let's all learn together. Yeah. There's a ton of children's books that I've now gotten. I have like this collection of like, uh, for some for biracial children, some just for black children of like, we're just going to slowly introduce this as we're reading. Like, yeah, yeah. Mom looks different. I heard your beige story too. And yeah. I told my husband that I'm like, she was six. Nothing, yeah. nothing until six though. Nothing. No questions. Not yeah. one. And, and I was it's like, like you want them to not feel like, I know me. that's what I'm saying. Like being yeah. down in the South, we're all by my husband. He grew up in the South. All his sisters are down here and they have kids. Their kids have kids. There are so many black children around them that they play with all the time. And a couple times a year, they play with my nephews who are blonde hair, blue eyes. So they don't look like either side and they don't, it's, I don't think it, they've never brought it up because they're just like, I mean, and they're right. Everyone looks different. So they're like, yeah, I don't look like this side or this side, but Amaya and Jace, like my kids look the same, but they've never asked. My other friends have said that they've had the conversation with their kids because of my kids. Like they'll come home and be like, is Amaya. Um, and I was like, Oh, I'm glad that you have, <laughs> I'm glad that <laughs> I would like to have this conversation, but then she told me, she's like beige, Brown, I'm beige and Brown done. And yeah. my son, we haven't had it yet, but that's what I said. I had the other woman on, I think she, she's in DC. Um, Stacy, Stacy, Stacy yeah. said, I said, I'm only black. 
and your daddy's only white. You get to be both. And she was like, I do. And she's like, she was so, she was telling people at school, I'm black yeah. and white. And she was like, she thought it was the coolest thing that she got to be. So I use that. And I was like, you get to be beige and brown. And she loved it too. So keep that one in your back pocket. I can yeah. only be this. Daddy can only be this. You get to be both. Right. And it's like the coolest thing ever. And she loved it. Yeah. How did you handle, so I'm currently, and her hair's not like thick enough yet to do much with it, but I'm like, I don't want to be the white mom who doesn't know how to do her daughter's hair. So I'm like a kind of probably overthinking it. I've already watched a lot of videos, I, uh, <laughs> asked a lot of people. It's on some, some days it's completely on point. Like if there's a picture of her on my Instagram, it's because we watched it the night before and it's, it's very, it's all about like a silk bonnet or a silk yes. Uh, pillowcase. Turban. Okay. okay. My sister. Well, because the reason the silk pillowcase, because I put a silk bonnet on her and she takes it off because she says it's itchy. So at least if she takes it off, she's still on a silk yeah. pillowcase. But if I right when I wash her hair, I, everybody's hair is different, obviously yeah. tight spiral curls. And it's like this perfect mm -hmm. curls. And I'm like, Amaya, you, if you keep your bonnet on when you wake up in the morning, these curls. So if she can do that and keeps it on, I mean, for the one day, like picture day is on Tuesday. We're going to wash her hair on Monday night. <laughs> the curls will be banging on Tuesday, but then it starts to get, it just like gets bigger and it, the curl is not there anymore. And I yeah. almost to get it back. I almost start over every morning, spray bottle water and bring it back to wet. And then some kind of curl spray, like curly girl. Um, there's all kinds of like mixed chicks even conditioner, even oh, conditioner. I've heard mixed chicks, okay. but I almost Fair redo enough. it. Like, even if I washed it the night before, well, usually the first day it's strong. The second day, it's almost like you get it all wet again with a water bottle and just kind of pull. I pull my fingers through her curls, spray a curl thing. But then it's like, she gets off the bus and I'm like, okay, it's not, it's not how I sent her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Oh, like my, my mother-in-law and my sister's like, they're kids hair. Like they always have kids hair perfectly done. And I feel like my, my rocks, a lot of messy buns. Like, so do I. And so I'm always like, look, just like mommy's and I'll just put it. Cause it's just after bath day two, it's not, it's, it's not, it's just not going to be the same, but I, that silk yeah. bonnet will preserve right after you wash it, that curl, but she, she's probably gonna say it's itchy. I even bought one for me. Cause I'm like, look, you're just like Nana and uh -huh. um, you're in aunt Sabrina. You can wear it just like, and I thought she thought that would cool. She's like, you don't have a bonnet. I was like, I do now. <laughs> so I got a bonnet. Do you have no. a bonnet? Oh, I gotta yeah. put that in my back pocket. And that was when, I mean, she was like two, I mean, this is like a while back, but like now she doesn't expect me to wear one anymore, but I was like, look what I got us. So I always try to like, I don't know. I'm always very like cautious about I never want her to feel different or like, because I'm the woman in her life and she's a girl. I'm always yeah. like, look, like we do bun cheers. Like I always have my hair in a bun. Um, and I'll be like, cheers. Like, look, you have a bun just like mommy and mommy has dark hair, just like you. Like, I'm always trying to like make her not feel not the same. And that's I, probably not the right thing to do, but I just don't want to stress right? it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We aren't. I know Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's the per like, I was like, I want to, you're, I, I sit here with a curling iron trying to get your curls. I lay out in the sun, trying to get your skin tone. Like it's at, you're perfect. Like I tell her she's got it. Everything that I want to have is like Amaya. And she seems to yeah. be, I mean, she's, a, she has a lot of confidence. She's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was the like, yeah, we're good. The sass is strong. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. But she's the only mixed girl in her class. Um, there's one a black boy in her class. Everybody else is white and Maya. Yeah. So there's not a ton of diversity that a lot more in DC, like right. we had, but not so much in the South, but it's, it's leaning yeah. that way. Like she's going to be the norm. Like when most people are going to mm -hmm. be like, I don't know how long it'll take for that to happen, but it's definitely leaning that way. Yeah. Like more multiracial people. It's fine. I pay attention to it now too. Like even in our daycare drop-off line, I'm like, Hmm. Okay. What's our ratio here? I know. You're going to grow up getting to see, you know, kids that look like her and she won't, she'll just, I, she won't question. I'm not going to say she won't question. She might not question it. Like you yeah. might be thinking about it more, as a mom, as you should, but you might be thinking it, overthinking it way more than she ever would. Yeah. Um, it's a challenge. How is she? Six months. She's six months. She <laughs> doesn't <laughs> understand. <laughs> She's so freaking cute. Um, I wanted to ask you about your book. We both oh, wrote yeah. books in 2019. I didn't realize yes. it. I, I talk about like what on. inspired you. It's like a self-help book. Um, yeah. work in progress, how to grow into your unique purpose by giving yourself permission to try again and again, and love again. that what inspired <laughs> that. And again, and again, 
(laughs) (laughs) I started, social media was really big to brand yourself for our station. They really were pushing like post, 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 post. Yeah. And I was doing traffic at the time and it was like, I don't want to post that there was this accident. And then by the time anyone sees it, it's cleared up 20 minutes later. And that also wasn't really my brand. So I came in this exact room right here, this little black room at work. And I started doing minute motivations. Is yes. what I call them. Um, and so I, that was something to post. And since then it's grown and now it's on air every day here. But I thought, you know, I have all of these minute inspirational moments. Like, why don't I turn this into a book too? So you, if you're not watching social media, you could pick up the book kind of like chicken soup for the yeah. soul. Um, so I just took most of the minute motivations I had done already and some new ones, um, and put them into a book that people could, could use for a little bit of inspiration whenever they needed it. I have two thoughts. Well, first, how do you come up with them? Like if you know, you have to give one, like, how do you that would stress me I out. Oh, I really? need the motivations. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up with them. Yeah. I, I need them it on generally on the way in, or even I noticed on maternity leave, I was like, Oh, that'd be a good minute motivation. I've been doing it for five years now. I'm oh. actually really <laughs> out of ideas. And I tell our producers that all the time. I just feel like I'm recycling because you know, you get your like 20 talking points. And now how's a different way I could say this. And I, when and I first started, it was groundbreaking. Like, Oh, I have this idea and now, but I'm very comfortable. Host, author, motivational speaker. Did I see health coach mom? What is next? Is there anything left for you to accomplish? It was a question I asked a lot on maternity leave, you know, and it was like, okay, this is this new phase and I'm in it. Like I always in your twenties thought about like, okay, this is when I'm building. And I'm like, nope, nope. Now you're here. Like you have built and now it's time to do. Yeah. And it was like, okay, you like what you're doing. Is this it? Like, do you not have another, like I always said the today show when I was yeah. early twenties and then out there. Kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if that's where I'd want to go or not, you know, or like, national, like go like another, national, right. Yeah. Of but I don't, I don't know. Well, right <laughs> now also, media is changing so much. I mean, look like podcast and digital and you can do your own thing or you could stay with a local station. And so I feel like there's almost too many choices for me right now <laughs> that I'm like, I don't know what I, I was actually going to, um, with the book and then do doing motivational speaking. I did my TEDx talk. You right did. Mm-hmm. How'd you get right to do that? The pandemic. Um, I did it with the Tyson's group, TEDx Tyson's oh, I just know. assign pitch them some ideas and pitch who, um, <laughs> I, how did I meet them? I have a very specific niche. Like, uh, I have found a very specific, uh, uh, I guess an answer to a very specific problem, like working out and not seeing results, like a mom, this kind of, I can speak on some that, but I don't have a nutrition degree or a like personal, I'm not a personal trainer, but I am an expert in this. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know how do you, I I feel like the last three people I've had on, they're like in my Ted talk. I'm like, what, (laughs) how do, how do I, how do you get a Ted talk? I don't know. It just happened. Well, let me connect you with the it people came to you doing any. Yeah. I just feel like the future is a big giant question mark. Like, uh, let's that's what, but this is a weird time to do a podcast because I only have questions and not many answers for people <laughs> no. right now. It's a whole yeah. phase. What do you say to like a, just to, to close to like a new mom who's in it oh. with an infant right now, that's kind of feeling a little overwhelmed. What do you yeah. say? Hmm. I mean, you're not alone. That is, I did this group called Pace Moms and we just every week would meet on maternity leave. We did it via Zoom because of the pandemic. And it was like all of us saying the same thing over and over. And it just made you feel so much better because yeah. it was like nobody was handling it. Like, yeah. I mean, perfectly. We were all getting through it. Everyone kept saying it's survival mode. And it was just nice to know that you weren't the only one at night. Like, the baby would start crying and your husband look at you and be like, what's wrong? And you're like, I don't know what's wrong. I'm as confused as you are. Like, at least your husband hears it. I'd be like, I'd look at him and he's I'm like, you, you hear it. I know you hear it. He's just sleeping. I'm like, I'll go. I just wish there was an instruction booklet that came with her, but there's not.
with recovery. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. And then I pushed myself. And 10 weeks later, I was still not recovered at all because I just was like, I'm going to do this. I want to get back to how I looked. And then I was like, this, this is actually, you went through something. <laughs> the vagina coach episode. Um, you should catch that one. She was like the six week green light. Like everything's fine is bullshit. She's like, yes. I, she goes, your body just went, like you just said, what it just went through and six weeks. I just, I couldn't wait. And this when I was still like obsessed with like fitness six yeah. weeks, I was like, I can run and, yeah. and I ran, <laughs> but I was it, not ready to run. <laughs> and I came back and I was like, my uterus is leaking. Something uh, is wrong because I felt no sensation of peeing. I didn't have to go. No. I felt nothing. And I was just like something I'm thinking like I'm leaking something from pregnancy. And I called my doctor. She's like, you're peeing. And I was like, no, like, I didn't feel it. She's like, you're, you're just, just don't run yet. And it took a good with Amaya six months yeah. um, before I could better. not pee my pants when I ran. Don't go in a bouncy house or on a trampoline. Don't kid yourself. I can't go on a trampoline. We just got a trampoline for our kids. I can't go in it now. And my son is three and a half. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're not there yet. And of course, oh. the vagina coach is like, that's not normal. You need pelvic oh, floor yeah. exercise. And I'm like, well, yeah. I can run now. That's why I just won't go in a bouncy house. Like I yeah. can handle that. <laughs> I think I'm still trying to find balance right now. Going back to work definitely showed me I need both. I need to work and to be with her. I also couldn't just not have my time with her. Um, but I don't know what that ultimate like number will be of, okay, I need this many hours to do my thing and this many hours with you. And yeah, you know, this you many figure hours out as you go. Yeah. And then they get to school and you know, the exact, like my daughter comes home at two forty. like until that my son, my husband gets my son at one, one to two forty is a little crazy, but sometimes he'll play by himself. Sometimes he'll want me, but I know from nine to one, nobody's come. Like that's my, my getting, time. Yeah. 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 So once they get into a schedule with going to school and then when they both go, I mean, in a year and a half, they're both seven forty to two forty, which is wow. going to feel like. I, I can't even like, and then you'll right. have another child. <laughs> yep. <laughs> good. I am good. We got one of each. All American. I started family. late. We're good. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> this has been such a pleasure. I could seriously yes. talk to you all day. I'm just going to let you go back to work now though. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the squats and margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.